Hey, I'm not gonna be a real patient guy now. Huddle up, huddle up. You know what? You're like my wife when you get in space. You just get lost. We're not posing for football cards now, offense. We're not posing for football cards. Let's play with some speed. Just get north and south. You're not Billy White Shoes Johnson. How stupid are we? Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your skull? Well, call it on Tom Brady, will you? Call it on those guys. I've never seen that in my life. Do it again. Do it again. Ho, 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 ho! Santa Claus is here, huddle up! You gotta build the foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. Happy New Year, Raider Nation! Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. The first episode of 2020 brought to you by my good self, Micah. Tyler, you always know, is in the house. And that lusty voice of Birch is back, gracing us again. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Birch, we'll start with you. How's the new year treating you, my man? Same old, same old. Nothing's changed. Same. Good. Out of the playoffs, looking towards the draft. <laughs> well, I, I, well, Truer we'll words that in have minute. not been uttered <laughs> on this podcast. Tyler, man, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, my voice may go out halfway through this. <laughs> oh, I've contracted the black lung ah. um, so and if I dip out like halfway through it's because my little boy is also sick and my wife is sick and so I'm just I'm trying to I'm trying to run a podcast I'm trying to and and work and not die and take care of the ailing family so it's a juggling act over here Oh, yes. It's called Married Life, I think is yes. what they call it. <laughs> is that what they call it? Yeah, that's what they call it because the same thing was happening over here at my humble abode about a week ago. Um, fortunately, the black hand of death has not yet grasped my uh, scrawny body, but uh, it apparently is still searching. And I've got a feeling before the end, uh, it will find me. So uh, it finds us all. All that to say... Glad you guys enjoyed us for another episode. As always, we are family-friendly, 100% political-free. We pride ourselves in that. What are we, like 60 episodes in without talking any politics, something like that? Pretty Pretty proud of that, Mark. And, uh, you know, it is election year, but guess what? You're still not going to hear any political talk on this podcast because at the end of the day, I really don't care about your political views. Birch, I don't care about your political views. Tyler, I don't care about your political views. I don't care. Anybody who's listening, I really, on the scale of things that concern me in my life, some random person on Facebook or Twitter, what they think about politics is so low on there, I'd have to scroll a long way down. Uh, so we figure, why bring it up on the podcast? If you're here, when, I, when this mic goes hot and I start talking about the Raiders on a Raider podcast, uh, I figure that's let's let's just stick with Raider football. I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast now, that's probably why you clicked on the link to listen to some Raider football. So that's what we keep it at. I know others maybe don't see the same see it the same way, but you know what? That we're not other people, man. We're behind the eye patch podcast. And it's 2020. And Bert, you're right. We're sitting here on the outside looking in. But I have to say, man, all the way up to week 17, there we had a shot. There was a chance 
So a very small chance. Very small chance, but a chance nonetheless. <clears throat> which brings me to my first question. Did you guys agree with the call to go for two points at the end of that game against Denver? Birch, you first. Absolutely. What do you have to lose? Right. At that point, we were, I believe, they had to have known we were already out of the playoffs. Uh, so it's like, we're down. Apparently, we were down to one linebacker. I didn't know we had that many linebackers to begin with, but. Oh, hell. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm spitting some fire tonight. But yeah, I agree. I mean, had the right play call. The player was, I mean, Renfro was open, stinking. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Shelby Harris batted it down. I mean, what do you do? From right. Illinois State. Mm, you I just looked that up. <laughs> nope, that was off the top of the old noggin. Off the well top done. Of, well, tell us off the top of your noggin, Tyler. Was it the right call? Absolutely. I mean, not only did it help us in draft position because we didn't make it, <laughs> but it also helped it feel like Oh yeah, we like we we totally could have won that game in overtime. So we just we were just feeling fancy. That's what it felt like to me. So there you go. It helped, there you, go. It, you know, we, I think we moved up like four positions in draft or three or four positions as far as draft positioning goes. So yeah. I'll take that. I mean, and, and you're going you're going for two. You're going for the win. The game was meaningless at that point. So. Right. Might as well, uh, allegedly, like Birch said, we only had one healthy linebacker. Uh, Compton was out, and Morrow must have been out. So you're left with Whitehead. So all we would, all they would have had to done, is target Whitehead in the passing <laughs> game in overtime, and the, he would have had like 147.9 QBR. So he would have <laughs> lost anyways. Might as oh, well geez. just make it quick and painless. Yeah, no, I'm in agreement with you, gents. I, I, when they said they were going for it, I thought, great, this is good. Because at that time, I think Tennessee was winning by like 21 points or something like that against the Texans with like five minutes left. So it was like, okay, it's over. Playoff hopes are done. And, uh, and Birch, you mentioned it was great play call. Renfro was open. Uh, Shelby Harris just got a hand on the ball. I mean, we would have been... Uh, we'd have been eight and eight, but then, like you said, we you know we lose three or four positions in the draft. I'd rather have a win than a better position in the draft all day, especially when you're playing Denver. But if you're looking for silver linings, there's one. Um, but yeah, great play call. Renfro was open, had a great touchdown catch to the play before. Um, just got the ball spotted down, and uh, yeah, but good play call. I, I, I was interesting because I saw a lot of people on Facebook right afterwards. We're just all. Uh, 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 super um, disappointed. They were like, why would you go for it uh, when we could have just kicked a field goal and gone into overtime? I was like, no. Who wants to go into overtime? Right, right. In Denver, in the freezing cold. Right. And, I know and who you know what? Eric oh, the- Carr did, because it was cold. <laughs> I shots fired. I'll go to the penalty box. <laughs> yeah, go to the penalty box. Can we but- talk about that catch by Renfro, though? That was That was an amazing catch. Just Reached yeah. out, plucked it right out of midair. Absolutely. I tell you what, Renfro coming on strong at the end of the season. It's really middle end of the season. So, dude, that dude's going to be balling next year. You kidding me? A whole offseason 
again with uh, with uh, Derek Carr under his belt. And you know what? It's going to be good times, I think, for uh, Renfro and Carr. The only person I'd be worried about is how long Carr's got uh, with that connection. Because I think Renfro's oh going to be a Raider for quite a while. Um, uh, and, you know, Tyler's giving me the look. Hey man, you know how it is on this podcast. Nobody's I do. Safe. I know how it is. Nobody's. I'm safe. right there with you. I don't know. I, I think he'll be there in Vegas. I but think so. You never, too. One yep. never knows. Right. You know, we all we all sat here like two years ago and said, "There's no way they're letting Mac out of the building. There's just no way." And we all know how that ended up. So, uh, uh, yeah, be wary. I, there's no nobody's safe in the Raiders organization, man. Nobody's safe. If I'm Cleveland Farrell, I'm sweating a little bit as well. But uh, uh, anyhow, I digress. But as I mentioned before, guys, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know nobody's safe on this podcast. You know, I we've I, one week I have I have lit. Uh, lit Derek Carr up on this podcast. The next week comes out, plays well. I'm all for giving him praise. We've said this before. Look, I want Derek Carr to be the guy. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know. I don't, you know what? I guess, like Tyler said, I think he'll be there in Vegas. I'm assuming, uh, but we can't assume anything at this point as Raider fans. Um, But I I do think he'll be there, but, uh, uh, and I want him to succeed. I want him to succeed. I just don't know if that's going to happen or not. Um, but yeah, good call to go for it at the end of that game. Uh, we like I said, no Shelby Harris getting a big mid up there, and we're probably like, wow, eight and eight, what a great year. Well, that game shouldn't have been that close to begin with. That right. first drive, first half, I mean, a couple possessions, we blew points. Like we had a touchdown, Derek Carr. I don't know how he overthrew Hunter Renfro on that play, wide right. open, right. and then the plays in the second half where we got screwed by the refs excuse me but no we did that was just terrible hunter renfro was in ingold was in i mean yeah it's the raiders yeah and like you said uh, that's a great and i was getting to that but great great point birds that like it shouldn't have ever come down to a two-point conversion we it was weird because we dominated it felt like we dominated that whole entire game and we did um but you know classic oakland Seems to be the storyline for all of the uh, for most of the season. Can't score enough points, and the defense played fantastically. Man, defense was all over the field, flying around, um, you know, getting stops. I mean, held them to sixteen points. You know, you know most Sundays. It. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Abrams, bro? Abrams. Word. <laughs> I do know how to pronounce his name. It's Abram, but it's a private joke on the podcast. If you listen to the podcast any length of time, you know that. But no, oh yeah, Abram, Abram, perfect. Joseph, uh, who else are we missing um, on defense? Uh, a competent linebacker, a solid <laughs> corner. Uh, uh, anyhow, I could go on. Anyhow. Guys, the season's a wrap. Let's move on to this question. Tyler Birch, give me a grade on the 2019 season for the Oakland Raiders, the finale for Oakland, allegedly, as long as nothing weird happens in Vegas in the offseason. And it's not like, oh, look, we have to tear down half of the uh, stadium and rebuild it. So you're going to be in Oakland for one more season. Tyler, you go first. better not. You better not. Grade the 2019 season for the Oakland Raiders. You're a teacher, man. School's in session. Give him a grade. 
Um, I'm going to give, are, are we doing like offense and defense or team as an overall? You know what? That's, um, I was going to just do overall. Okay. I can do, do overall. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought that the defense at the beginning of the year was decent and then it was putrid and then towards the end as birch likes to say hot stinky arizona garbage and then towards the end of the year it kind of seemed as though they had turned things around a little bit to me not not fantastic not like a top 10 defense but top 20 maybe respectable not not just leaving everybody out to dry i'm gonna give this season hmm, we got four more or what three more wins this year than we did last year that's a step in the forward in the in the right direction we had a killer draft that was a step in the right direction we have mike mayock that is a step in the right direction Hey, there's turmoil though. He's leaving, so whatever. Yeah, that is that is <laughs> oh, that gosh. is the word on the street. In sorry for interrupting. That's yeah, all right. I was actually going to bring that up later on in the show if it didn't come up, but yeah, that's the word on the street is that Mayock and Gruden have an have a an irreparable relationship. There's the word I'm looking for, and uh, that Mayock will be one and done. So. I guess we'll watch for that. Also, we'll be watching for how many times Carr is going to be moved on from in the offseason and how many times his brothers come to his rescue. That's going to get old real quick. Yeah, that's oh, wow. why I've treated them all. So, anywho, um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this season a B minus. Like an 80%. I like like it. barely a B minus should probably be a C plus, but because I am a, a Raider fan, I'm going to go with a B minus. The, the offense was not great. The defense was not great, but at the end they weren't putrid either. So they didn't fail. Yeah, like like a C plus B minus, but like, right well, around it. Settle on a grade, man. You gotta I'll write go it on the paper. B, I'll go B minus. B minus. B-. Okay. Because towards the end of the year, I really liked how the defense, with all the injuries they still ha- that they had, came together and finally played like three or four decent games. So B minus. I like it. I like it. Birch, grade the term paper for the Raiders in 2019, man. Oh man, I I might as well just say I agree with Tyler because that's exactly the grade I was looking. I was giving it was a borderline B minus C plus because I mean you you look at the season and Tyler brought up some really good points there. Kudos to him. Um, it just seems like we couldn't get the team on the same page. Like the defense was either putrid and the offense was decent or the. Defense was doing decent, and then the offense decided to pack it in at the end of the end of the first half. <laughs> I mean, not show up for the second half. Overall, I mean, 
we did we did increase with wins. Like Tyler said, the draft was amazing. Got some really good young talent. Um, I think it's a season that we can build off of going into Vegas. I hope. Because yeah. um, I'm tired of losing. I'm a sore loser. Especially when I'm sitting in a house full of Broncos fans. Oh, man, that's tough. Um, but yeah, I would say... I would say a B minus, solid B minus. Um, definitely room to improve, but there were some some good things that happened this season. I mean, <clears throat> just looking through the offense, if we can get that, I mean, if we can have a game plan <laughs> where we, I mean, we came out the first first drive of a lot of games and put points on the board, and then just decided to call it quits. I mean, we have some really good weapons. I mean, that screen pass to Darren Waller that oh, <laughs> went man. for, like, what, seven, 60, 70? I don't know how many yards it went. But that was – I mean, that dude's got some wheels. I think I saw today I was I saw a video on that one. He topped out at almost 22 miles an hour. That's hauling for a big dude. So, I mean, we have the weapons. We have a good run game. No, we um, don't, Birch. We don't have it. enough weapons. Stop it right now. Okay. jeez. Oh, we do oh, need a middle linebacker, though. I agree. I agree and with we all need, of that. Like, allegedly, we need a bunch of receivers because Carr allegedly. doesn't have any weapons on offense. Well. Yeah, you know, um, I feel like, like I would have graded this as like a C minus. Just wow. the, the the playing season, just because, guys. At one point, we were six and four. Yeah, this is true. It's six this and four, true. and with like six games remaining. Four or five of those opponents had losing records, and uh, we were there was a legit shot at like a ten and six type season, ten and six, even maybe eleven and five, with really only the Chiefs standing in our way. With an L, with, you know that you figure that's probably going to be a loss, right? Um, and we go one and five down the stretch. That's not against- bad. Compared to years past, this is like <laughs> this is the promised land. Fellas. Celebration, that, you know what? That is very true. Rick that's James. a three. That's an average of a three-win season. That's like <laughs> that's like like MVP type season for the Raiders the past seventeen years. Um, and, and so to be sitting at six and four, going, my gosh, like we're the surprise of the league. You know, there are a lot of people talking. I mean, you remember, are the Raiders for real? Is, it, is you know, are the Raiders for real? Is this the and everybody yes or no or whatever? And then to go one and five down the stretch, like it, it, man, we ha- it was right there. It was right there for Oakland this year, and I think just the lack of of experience, the lack of of uh, I, I think of just like knowing what to do. You see a lot of times like. In, in basketball, right? Like in March Madness, the teams that have been in the tournament before who know how to play, you know, in the big moments when, when you're tied and there's 20 seconds left, those teams usually prevail, right? And, and because they've been there before. The, the moment's not too big for them. But like, I felt like Oakland is just like, whoa, we're six and four. What do we do? Like, we didn't expect to be here. And then we do what we do and we lose one out of the next six or we win one out of the next six games and we end seven and nine. Um, but I have to say, because of just talking about listening to you guys talking about this offseason and what an absolutely grand slam so far of a draft that Mayock had. I mean, Renfro, uh, uh, Max Crosby, a legit 
defensive play rookie defensive player of the year candidate he's got to be at least top three I mean can you give me that at least top three def- in the fourth round you get that kind of value in the fourth rounds insane Cleveland Farrell started to have a better season towards the end the last three four games started really putting it together had more sacks than Cleo Mack his rookie season and and had a lot of plays that where if you watch him in those games, a lot of batted balls, a lot of where he's able to, um, he's able to sniff out. He's able to diagnose plays. That was the one thing that that Farrell, like you saw him. He to me when watching him play, he's able to diagnose a lot of plays. And um, uh, for a rookie, I thought, okay, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. Yeah, he's he's smart. He's mentally there. I don't know. Birch is giving me. We're, we're doing a video chat here. Birch is sending me one sort of hand signals. Tyler's sending me another sort of hand signals, and I'm not. Sh- I'm supposed to be picking up on something, but I'm not getting it. I was just um, doing the condor. Oh, the condor. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm talking about Farrell now. You know, I gave oh, Mad Max no. Crosby his time. Um, but even he deserves look at, like, more time. Look at the. Uh, uh, um, for heaven's sake, uh, uh, Foster Moreau. I mean, another guy who's making plays at the tight end position. Look at, uh, I mean, uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, do we need to even say anything there? I mean, should be the offensive rookie of the year. Probably won't get it just because he missed time and A.J. Brown had a really strong ending of the season. I'm telling you right now, we like to get shafted by the refs. We're saying things going to happen with Jacobs. I'm just, I would not surprise me to see them glaze over him for like an A.J. Brown or a Kyler Murray, unfortunately. As yeah, don't get me started. But anywho, don't be surprised if that happens. Um, uh, and then uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Trayvon Mullen. Look at Trayvon Mullen. Finally gets some playing time, and the dude is balling out. Dude's looking like a number, like a first rounder, not a second rounder. And and so I I just think with the kind of off season Oakland had, and then the AB drama, and having to literally scramble. Six days before you're going to play your first regular season game and figure out, okay, what are we going to do with he this? Who shall with, not be named. Yeah, well, you know what? His name is Antonio Brown, Tyler, and there you better get voice. used to saying it um, because I don't care anymore. Um, uh, that, so in Oakland having to deal with all that drama a week before the season and still able to cobble together seven wins this year, um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a B. Just because the future looks really bright, I like Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau. I like the offensive, the way the offensive line is looking. Um, I think you have legit excuses in Tyrell Williams being injured for most all of the season. That was difficult for Carr to have to adjust to. I wasn't blown away by Carr this year. But I wasn't, I, I'm really kind of like, uh, I, I don't know. A part of me is, I, I could kind of almost see both sides. Part of me is like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's cut bait, move on. Grab a Herbert, grab a somebody else. Um, but part of me is also like, eh, you know, let's see what happens if we get a, a Ruggs or a Higgins, you know, maybe even a, you know, Judy. I don't know if he'll last to 12. But uh, and see what happens with a couple more weapons like that around him. Um uh, you know, at this point, it's going to have to happen. Um, uh, it, it, it will happen, I think, because there's no free agent that I think is better than Derek Carr right now. Amari so, Cooper's a free agent. Hey, oh, there we go. 
Jameis uh, Winston, 30 uh, interceptions. You know what? Who would you rather have? Jameis Winston or Mariota? Is there like an answer C, neither uh, one of them? No, no. Your team, Derek Carr just broke his leg for the second time. Oakland needs to get on the horn and call a quarterback. There are only two available, Mariota and Jameis Winston. Who are you calling? Well, at that point, they... Winston won't be available if Car what did Car okay, break his leg in him? I'm in hypothetical land here, Birch. Just work with me here, man. Work with me. Oh, God. I don't Jesus. know. Who are you calling? I'm uh, Winston. Go big or go home. There I mean, go. the dude James, throws interceptions. James, James, he also throws a lot he of throws W's and the crab legs. Yeah, all he, of it. Yeah, I like you know I would too because you know why Jameis Winston slings it around and I like that he's he's fearless sometimes too fearless oftentimes too fearless but uh, he pushes the ball downfield and uh, Mariota I don't think is very good at reading defenses so neither is Jameis Winston but you know what at least he'll sling the rock and he's a massive frame back there and you can scoot around a little bit too um, anyhow okay I digress but I'm gonna give the season because. The it looks bright for the future, and because before the season started, I said I wanted seven wins minimum for it to continue its success. If I considered 2019 a success, I needed at least seven wins. We got it, so I'm gonna go a solid B. A solid B, maybe that's a little maybe that's maybe more optimistic than I should be, but hey, I'm a Raider fan, man. I, I, I feel like I live off of optimism, I live off of all that good stuff. One more grade, gentlemen. Birch, you start our first grade because this player is very controversial and he's been talked about a lot. I know you know who I'm talking about. One Derek Carr. Grade his 2019 season, Birch. Give him a grade. Is he going to fail? Is he going to pass? Oh, is this a is this an FP or is this like a... Like a fail or a pass, or are we doing a oh, grade? No, okay. no, this just just give him a grade. Okay. A grade. Um. Well, shoot. We talked about this before we came on the air. Just looking at his stats since he came into the league. Oh man, not much has changed really. Like Derek Carr is who he is, and that's that. Um, I mean, compared to last year, percentage completion percentage went up two percent. He only threw for five more yards. Average pass went up a little bit. Touchdown to interception ratio was about the same. 19 to 10 last year, 21 to 8 this year. Um, I mean, the sacks was a big thing, but you would think he would have more yards with less sacks given more time, but sometimes we just like to throw it in the dirt or fumble it out the end zone. But No, (laughs) Sorry. I digress. Let's see. Um, I don't know. I I'm <clears throat> I'm like torn because I I really like Derek Carr, but I, he also drives me bonkers. Drives me up the wall. Like you see, you watch these other games. You see play the quarterbacks. I mean, you, granted, he's no Deshaun Watson or. Lamar Jackson, like he's not going to run like that. But for Pete's sake, like use your legs, get out of trouble, 
and stop throwing the dang ball in the dirt or at your receiver's feet. So with that being said, um, well, this is a tough one. This is even tougher than a team grade singling out a player. I'm going to go. I'm going to say a C. Just ah, because. You stole my grade. I had if, it written down. Just. I mean, you cannot ask the defense to do better than they did. They did what they could with the players they have. And if the defense is going to hold teams under 20 points, you dang well better put up more than 20 points. Right. I mean, right. and a lot of that falls on, I don't, like we've talked about before, I don't know if that falls on Derek Carr solely or if it falls on John Gruden as a play caller, not being able to make adjustments. But if, if Derek Carr has reins over the offense, I mean, then he better get the right play call in. And he better execute the play and stop throwing short passes on third and long. I like it. That's fair. That's fair. Tyler, what do you got? What do you got for grade for Carr in 2019? I think a C is a C plus. C plus is fair. I, I I don't like. I don't like that he has twenty eight throwaways on the season. I don't like that he has. Well, there was so last year thirty three drops, twenty five drops this year by receivers. Okay. 5.2% drop percentage. Um, according to profootballreference.com, his bad throw percentage, yeah, he, he had 53 bad throws compared to 66 last year. And his bad throw percentage dropped from 12.6 to 11. Um, it, he was also good under pressure. Uh, like Birch said, he had 21 touchdowns to eight interceptions. He's put up the most yards he's ever thrown in a season. So he's making, he's making stat wise, he's making it look fairly decent. Right. But then we go to that dreaded thing that we call wins and losses and on his career, we're 39 and 55 with Derek Carr Ouch. under the helm. Now, granted, he's 2014 was pretty putrid. The next year, we were 7 and 9. The next year, 12 and 3, 6 and 9, 4 and 12, 7 and 9. It's just frustrating for me as a fan who wants to win. To watch him draw up a play, and maybe it's not him drawing it up, uh, but to, to like fourth and goal at the one, and you throw the ball into the stands, or you reach the ball forward and get it knocked out of the end zone again, That's the one second of my time plays. in two years. There are just these throwing interceptions in the red zone, overthrowing targets in the red zone, not being aggressive when you have to be aggressive bothers the living crap out of me 
because I want somebody that will take a chance when it's fourth and one and you're down by four points. Like, if something isn't open, don't just give up on the play. I just I I want somebody that creates a little bit more than he does. Is he a terrible quarterback? No, he's not terrible. Is he elite? No, definitely not. Is he good? <sighs> I, I'm more on the average. Like, maybe he's top 15 in the league, but I could even argue that he falls outside of the top 15. Do I think he's our quarterback next year? Yes, I do, because there's nobody else. Could we cut him and only eat $5 million? Yes, we could. But I just I don't I don't think that we go into the into this next season with a rookie quarterback because it's never happened in Gruden's tenure. Right. We've talked about this before. The highest drafted quarterback that he's ever taken was Chris Sims. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it was the third or the fourth round, but that's the highest rookie quarterback that John Gruden has ever drafted. And I don't see that changing really. Unless, like, a Tua is sitting there at number 19, or maybe even Hertz is there in the third round, or something like that, and they bring in some competition. I'm all for bringing in competition, but I guess the question is what do I grade him? I would say, like, <clears throat> barely a C, plus. like, we're talking like a, a 78% on the year. He leaves like a lot of plays to be desired. That's right. what bothers me. Right. Yeah, you know, um, I had high hopes for Carr going into the season. I thought, like, he, uh, you know, even with Tyrell Williams out, I feel like, or, you know, playing at maybe 80%, I still feel like Oakland's receiving court was better than last year's. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. But we definitely had a better run game than we did last year. So to see the disappointing numbers, like you said, there were two games, Jacksonville and Denver down the stretch, where we held them, what, we held Jacksonville to 16 and Denver to 16. I both I believe, though, both of those were 16-point uh, games. Well, no, no, Jacksonville ended up going down and getting a touchdown at the end, didn't they? Yep. But still, still, 16 points for what? Uh, uh, up until a minute and a half was left in that game or something like that. Or a minute was left in that game. Um you, you got to be able to put up more points than that. Like, and at some point, that's on your quarterback. Derek Carr is getting paid $25 million a year. You better be performing like a $25 million a year quarterback. And I don't think Derek Carr has. Now, again, you could say, ah, he needs more weapons, um, whatever. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll all concede that, I guess, just because I think that, look, I don't. there's nobody in free agency, and I don't think we're high enough in the draft to get anybody good, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm going to go C minus C minus just because I was very underwhelmed with how Carr performed. I expected a lot more with how good our run game was this year. I thought, oh, this is going to open up the play action. Carr's going to have all day. For most of the season, Carr did have all day. He had all day to throw. He was very well protected. And like you said, the checkdowns, it was really obvious when like we started to realize what Carr was good at. It, and it's and it's if the first read isn't there, it seems like the check down is it's not go through the progression. It's like, 
Hey, is he open? Nope. All right. Lucky, you lucky running back. Here comes the ball. Seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. And, and then he yells at him. Right. Right. So, I, I, and that to me, um, somebody made the point on, I think it was Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Somebody was like, yeah, well, they put a compilation together of, look how many times uh, Aaron Rodgers overthrows his receivers. Look, here's a whole video compilation. And I was like, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers uh, has been to the Super Bowl and won it. Aaron Rodgers and his and the Packers are consistently in the playoffs. The Raiders are not. You know what? When Carr takes this team to the Super Bowl, heck, when Carr just wins a playoff game, then the dude can overthrow as many people as he wants. But that's the point. We're going into, what is it, year seven now with Derek Carr? And he has that kind of record. He has no playoff wins. He has no playoff appearances. I mean, yeah, blame a broken leg on that, sure. But still, there were five other seasons, man, that this guy had the opportunity to get the playoffs. And we haven't even, like, gotten close to sniffing it. So... Uh, that that's ridiculous. So yeah, you know what? When Carr wins the Super Bowl, then he could overthrow every Tom, Dick, and Harry on our team, and I ain't gonna be upset about it. But he hasn't won a Super Bowl, so just take that kind of nonsense and just go sling it, sling it out the window, because that is a terrible analogy. That is gosh awful for us keeping it family friendly. And, and that's just silly. That is just utter nonsense. It's, that's just at this point just going, no, I refuse to concede that Carr is any part of the problem and uh, he can do no wrong. And if you're a fan of that, if, if that's what you believe, I'm not here to, to get you to unbelieve that. That's your opinion. That's fine. But I think it's the wrong opinion. And, and I don't and prove to me otherwise. Prove to me otherwise. I, you know, there aren't Patriot fans. I'm sure there are some, but when Tom Brady overthrows a, a receiver, everybody's not like, yo, yeah, he's got to go. He does that so often. Brady's got like what a ring on every finger now. That dude can like doink the ball off of people's helmets when they're not even looking, and Patriot <laughs> fans are gonna be like, oh well, you know, we've got six rings though, and it's right. Carr has nothing. Carr has done nothing. And that's the point. Carr hasn't done anything yet with this team. For for what's supposed to be an elite quarterback, he's done nothing with this team. Will he be here next year? Yes, he will. Am I excited about that? Eh. eh if he starts winning some games, starts opening some weapons, up a little man. more. Get him there some you weapons. Go. And you know what? I, I hope, I honestly hope, gentlemen, and everybody listening, that you can come back and tell me, aha, I told you so. I told you all he needs is a true number one ride receiver. And then he's going to be special. I hope you can come back and you can rub that in my freckled little face because I want this to be a good team. I want this team to go to the playoffs. I want Carr to lead this team to the playoffs and win championships, baby. But we're not doing that. So I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be. And that makes me sad. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, moving on. Um, guys, so we're going to go to kind of another little question on the year since it's celebrating the new year, 2020, new decade. I, I won't ask you if you think Oakland will win a championship this decade because I thought last decade uh, we would and um, we saw how that ended up. Um, give me 
Instead, a New Year's resolution for the Raiders this season. Birch, I'm going to start with you. Give me one New Year's resolution for the Raiders this year. Let's you know, let's stick with the off season because we okay. can say a New Year's resolution, <laughs> win the Super Bowl, duh. But a New Year's resolution for the off season. <clears throat> okay, I think continue to build off of the draft that we just had and have another solid draft, which <clears throat> I know we have two first rounders, no second rounder, three third round picks, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. I know we've been, uh, you know, banging the drum, pounding the table, whatever, to get a middle linebacker. I I would like to see someone get drafted at middle linebacker that's not in the fifth round. (laughs) But, I mean, they're hell-bent on uh, picking people in the fifth round. So I would like us to see as much as... Both sides of the ball need some help. Um, I would like to see priority on some more defensive weapons um, in the draft and in free agency. Just, I mean, there were times like we talked about earlier that <clears throat> they were really they were like clicking that things were going well, and then other times they forgot to get off the bus. So right. I would just like to see us get a few more dynamic playmakers get that quarterback of the defense and a couple more solid corners um and see where we can go so i mean basically a whole secondary for the pretty pretty much (laughs) oh and a pass rush (laughs) but hey our pass rush was not nearly as bad as it has been so i would like to see priority towards the defense this side of the ball New Year's resolution priority towards the defense. Radio Nation, I apologize. I'm munching on some nerds. And I just looked at the nerd box. And it says, caution, may contain egg. And now I'm very concerned. So I might go ahead and toss the rest of this box. So if you hear crunching, that is me continuing to crunch on the nerds. And anyway, I apologize if my camera pick or my mic picks that up. I digress. Tyler. New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution is to stop throwing the ball at the feet of open <laughs> wide receivers. And also quit leaving our poor running backs out to dry. Like just ready, like like a deer standing broadside in an open field with no wind and just letting the defense tee off on them. That's my New Year's resolution, is let's stop doing things like that, and that would be great. I like it. My New Year's resolution... Oh, jeez. It's so tough because it's not like there's one. It's like, hey, if we get a receiver, the rest of the team's good. Um... Gosh, can you believe we're sitting here looking at it like we might need a kicker as well? I mean, what the heck? <laughs> Why? Why? Why can't something be shorn up? Why can't we fill a hole? Why is it that when we fill one hole, a bunch of other holes pop up? And it's like, good grief, I can't stop all the water coming out of this dam. Oh, You know what? My New Year's resolution for the Raiders... Oh, this is tricky. I'm going to go... 
get us a bloody coverage linebacker. Can we get a, a linebacker that's fast? Can we get a linebacker that plays sideline to sideline? That can that can stop uh, Kelsey. It, there's no doubt at this point, guys. Oh, you mean Joiner and Carl Joseph and Jonathan Abram that are five foot six can't do that. Listen, no, uh, if you stack them on top of each other, maybe. Yeah, okay. That's right. Maybe maybe Joiner can run around with Joseph on his shoulders and they can cover Kelsey. But is there, come on, like the championship to the AFC West is going to go through Kansas City for the next decade. I mean, unless. Mahomes gets seriously injured and can't play and is not as good as he once was or something like that. That's just the truth of the matter. So we're going to have to be able to stop Kelsey. So go get a coverage linebacker, please. Like, that would be awesome. Get somebody that flies around. I know the guy. He's from Oklahoma. He'll probably be there at the 12th pick. Can we pick him up, please? That would be my New Year's resolution. I'm tired of, like, just absolutely getting ravaged in the middle of the field every year. Um, I, You know what? Our linebackers, God bless them. They're great at the run stuffing. I mean, it, it, our run defense has been fantastic this year. Um, but good grief. I, I, sure, it'd be nice to be able to put a big body in the middle of the field and say, hey, look, there's Kelsey. We, let cover him. Okay, check. You know, because then we could just at least stop one hole. You know, and then we just have to, you know, contend with Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill um, when he's not beating his children. He's out on the football field. So, um, if we can, if we could just stop that, that would be great. That would be great. So that's my new year's resolution. Looks like we're all going defensive side of the ball for the new year's resolution. Raider nation. If you want to call in, give us a call. 208-557-9771. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come on. Time out. Micah. Tyler wants to stop throwing the ball in the dirt. Okay. For okay. a new year's resolution. Okay. You oh, said my, all defense. Sorry well, I, to break into your spill, but that had to be okay. corrected. I, I apologize. Okay. So, Ty, well, Tyler, then what's the solution? Do you want – what do you want? What, how do you fix that problem? You want better to... freaking execution. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, fine. Fine. You're just a hater. Um. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Thanks for catching that, Birch. Got my back. Got my back. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk about your contract later. Um, anyway, oh. Raider Nation, you want to get on the podcast, give us a call, 208-557-9771. Leave us a voice message. Tell us your New Year's resolution for the Raiders. I want to know. Hit, hit, hit us with it. We'll talk about it here on the podcast, and uh, we'll chop it up, and we'll decide if it's a great New Year's resolution. I've got another uh, question about the New Year's resolution coming up, but we'll save that for the end of the show. Gentlemen... I asked Raider Nation. I said, actually, we all did. We all asked the Raider Nation via Twitter, via Facebook. Guys, mock draft is in full swing. I know there are some people out there that don't even like the draft. Um, they don't follow the draft. I don't know why that is because it's such a big part of the uh, of the process. But um, uh, that makes no sense to me. You cover the Oakland Raiders. Uh, yet you don't pay attention to the draft and the players in it. That 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 doesn't. I, I don't get that. Like, what what good does that do? Uh, how do you bring value to people that you're supposed to be like giving information to? I digress. But anywho, we do take the draft fairly seriously. Hence, uh, people like Tyler wanting Hunter Renfro a year before we get him. 
people like myself being excited about the Cleveland Farrell pick when 80% of Raider Nation was like, who? I knew who he was. I wanted that guy for a long time. It's because we take the draft seriously. We take college football seriously because that is the next generation of silver and black players. So it needs to be taken seriously. So remember Amen. that. So Amen. next time you see a mock draft, don't mock it unless it's a terrible mock draft and they have us like, uh, I don't know. Justin Herbert. And, yeah, Justin Herbert. And, and then, then mock it. <clears throat> but – Read it. Study up on it. Do yourself a favor. Give yourself a leg up come April. I believe it's 23rd. Come April 23rd. Then you'll be insightful and you will be filled with knowledge because that is what we're all about here at the Behind the Eye Patch podcast. We're here to educate. We're here to uplift, man. We're here for everybody. A rising tide raises all ships, man. Get yourself some knowledge. We drop knowledge bombs on the daily, everything from, from health and wealth welfare of everybody on the team because we got two resident physical therapists in the house man so we know what we're talking about when tyler says is an occupational therapist okay well you know i hear it every day oh physical therapy's here Eh, eh. (laughs) there you go wishes oh whoa (laughs) oh boy that's a subject for another day uh, yeah before we go down too far down that rabbit hole i'm gonna draw bring us back when Tyler says that that um, uh, Tua's injury is different than Bo Jackson, he knows Thank what he's you. talking about. He knows what he's talking about uh, because there is a massive difference. Is it concerning? Are both injuries concerning? Well, yeah. No, duh. I mean, any injury in the NFL is concerning unless you're like a punter and you sprain your wrist. Like, okay, I'm not – you'll probably be okay, right? But any injury is concerning. That's a given, but the way they heal and the way things are processed, Tyler knows what he's talking about. So that is just more knowledge and insight that we bring to Raider Nation every day. Am I tooting my own horn? Heck yeah, I am. Am I enjoying it? Absolutely. But just dropping some knowledge there. Guys, getting back on topic because I'm rambling because it's late at night. We asked Raider Nation, is there a player with all these mock drafts going on, that you do not, you do not want the Oakland Raiders to pick because we're seeing all these names thrown around. Tua, Herbert, Murray, Jerry Judy, uh, Ruggs, C.D. Lamb. Take your pick. Is there one player that you've seen mocked to us that you're like, no, 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 no. I do not want that player. Gentlemen, I'll get to you with this question. But first, we took this question to Facebook. We took this question to Twitter. On the Facebook page, if my fat little thumbs can pull it up in time, um, we had one answer, and I put this up, unfortunately, like a couple hours before the podcast, so not a lot of people had a chance to answer, but I did get a few answers. Uh, John Russo, I believe I'm I'm, I'm pronouncing the last name correctly, um, he, uh, he says he does not want Hertz or Herbert or Fromm or Love. Does not want any of those quarterbacks. Mainly in the first round is what he was talking about. Um, in fact, um, uh, if we can't get Simmons at 12, he, this is a quote from him, from John. If we can't get Simmons at 12, I don't want to go defense in the first round. I thought that was interesting. He'd rather double up on wide receivers. If we can't get Simmons in the first round, gentlemen, your take on that. First off, on the quarterbacks in the first round. And then if we can't get a guy like Simmons in the first round, just maybe going like a double up on wide receiver. Tyler, what do you think? I love John, 
but I don't like doubling up on wide receivers in the first round. Okay. Um, I think I think what you can do, and we may get into this later, but if not, we can we can cut Tyrell Williams for zero cap money or zero cap hit. I apologize, and but we could also restructure his deal to where it's not as lucrative. Um, and I think that he probably, I'd like to see him stay and be healthy, but I, I would love probably in this order, lamb, Judy Higgins, rugs, LaVisca Chenault in that order. That's, like that's what I would like. Um, I don't like doubling up on wide receivers in the first round. We have so many glaring needs, um, that I think that those would be better addressed. I, I think we can, if we get one solid wide receiver out of the draft, I think we'll be okay. I don't like using two first round picks on wide receivers. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. I like that assessment. Birch, what do you say? I agree. Um, I mean, maybe if you had more of a solid defense or <clears throat> maybe if we were further along, maybe a couple players away from, you know, really contending, but we just have so many holes to fill on both sides of the ball. It's like, why? I mean, why would you double up on a wide receiver? As for the quarterbacks, I think I don't, outside of the top ones, I don't think, uh, I mean, outside of Burroughs and, uh, oh my gosh, Tua, I I don't really care for any really even my even the Aggies former quarterback Jordan Love I think you could get him outside of the first round but then again there are some quarterback needy teams that maybe would maybe take that chance but right. I would rather focus on you know like I said earlier I I want some I want a linebacker I want a top tier linebacker because we one that can play three downs a three right. down linebacker that's what I want I like it. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement there. Um, I think Murray would be an obsolete option at 12, to be honest, in, in my assessment, just because the dude can fly around and make plays, and he's a, I mean, he can cover sideline to sideline. Um, so I would not be mad at that pick uh, at the 12th position. So, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Simmons, but I don't know if Simmons is going to last to 12. And I don't agree with doubling up at wide receiver i think there are like you said there are more needs like i mean for heaven's sake can we get a, a solid punter in the first round is there a good value there i don't know you tell me maybe uh maybe me as a gm wouldn't be that great of a thing after all i will say though that uh one name to keep an eye on because Fromm came out today and said he's declaring the quarterback from georgia i'm just telling you right now there's something about that guy that I could see appeals to Gruden. If he's there in the fourth or fifth round and Oakland hasn't selected a quarterback, I'm just saying, keep an eye on that name. Keep an eye on that name because he's just, to me, he seems like, I, I, I can't even put my finger on it, but he just seems like a, a Gruden type of guy. Fourth, fifth round, if he's still there, Gruden might make a move for him. Just saying. Anywho, we had one other answer on, on uh, Facebook. Timothy said, also, I do not want a quarterback drafted in the first round. I feel middle linebacker and wide receiver one are the biggest needs and most logical picks. At 12, he'd like either Simmons or Murray, middle linebackers. I like that. And at 19, either 
Higgins, CD, Judy, or Ruggs, I think, honestly, at 19, Higgins and Ruggs might be there. Um, uh, I don't, uh, CD Lamb or Judy, if they're there at 19, that, <laughs> there's some amazing value there. You better, you better pick them up, but I don't think, uh, CD Lamb gets out of the top 10. Um, and Judy might not either for that matter. If somebody makes a run on CD Lamb early, like five or six, um, you might have two wide receivers taken in the top 10. Um, anywho, so consensus right now, at least from a couple of my picks, um, uh, are no quarterbacks in the first round with, from Timothy and John Tyler on in the Twitter verse in the Twitter sphere? What are your what are your what's your take from Raider Nation? Don McKinley also said any QB in the first round he doesn't like, and then John Russo, the same John Russo, said he does not like Kenneth Murray inside the top twenty. So oh. basically, saying he doesn't like him mocked to us at that 12th pick or the 19th pick. And that's, you know, that's why I want Raider Nation to call in. I'd love to know why, why he thinks that. Because there are oftentimes, look, I know most everything. I'm going to just say that out. But I don't know everything. There might have been something that slipped through the cracks of my brain. So I want to know what Raider Nation's take is. If somebody's got a different take, more knowledge bombs to drop here. I'm teasing, by the way. That is all... Uh, uh, sarcasm uh, for those of you who didn't pick up on that but no that's what we do here I want other people's takes other people's opinions I'd like to know why he doesn't want them or what doesn't want Murray at number 12 I, I want to know what he sees there why he doesn't see value there at 12 or it sounds like or even at the 19 position so it'd be interesting to me I would if see you- more value at 19 than 12 for Murray Murray Murray's a big guy. He's fairly quick, but he did injure his knee in that last game, or was it the last game or the, I think it was the game before there. It was the big 12 championship. He injured his knee. So you want to see what the extent of that injury was. And uh, if he'll get that, if he'll get his athletic burst back. Um, So Another one uh, from our good friend Hema Hemuli. Everybody yes. remembers Hema. He said, "There's a plot twist. Nothing to do with the draft, but the Raiders signed Tom Brady." Oh, jeez. Okay, tell me again. All right, so this has been a hot topic, especially recently. Um, I don't know. You love that or hate that, Birch? Love it or hate it? Um, hate it. Tyler, hate it. It's Not, consensus. There's just no it. way. No way after right. what he did to us in the tuck rule game. I just, yeah. no. Yeah. He will so, not be accepted by the nation. No. And I, honestly, like, I, I would I would question more somebody who would be, like, excited for that signing than I would somebody who thinks that, like, Carr is the answer. Like, like if you, th- like, I could, I can see a path to where, like, you think Carr is the future of this franchise. Like I can kind of see where you're coming from with that, but I, I, I literally, I cannot see any way, shape, or form how you would think signing Tom Brady would be a great like. Oh man, I would love to have Tom Brady on my team. Would I have loved to have Tom Brady before he was a Patriot on my team? Well, duh, of course. But now, I, no, I don't want him. I don't want Tom Brady on this team. That's ridiculous. Like more than likely, what would happen? My the scenario in my head is that. All of a sudden, Father Time would show up with his big staff and just conk Brady right upside the head 
Brady would be terrible, and he would end up dragging our franchise down in flames like one last season or two, and it'd be like one big final middle finger to Raider Nation um, from from Brady and family. And so, no, no. But, you know, if, if, if I'm thinking about that incorrectly, if you have a good argument for why you want Tom Brady, I want to hear it. I do. Call in the show. Send us a message. But I, I, I cannot see any good argument for that. I, I can't. I can't see any good argument. If we were a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team, I'd be like, oh. nah, I still couldn't see it. No, nah, I, 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 I didn't know. I still couldn't see it. Even if we were quarterback away, I wouldn't want him. <clears throat> I'd rather see if Peyton Manning wanted to come out of retirement and, and play a season um, if we were a quarterback away. Uh, any more, Tyler, from the Twitter sphere? Twitter sphere. Blah, blah, blah. Nope, that was it. I like That's it. That's it. You know, I have one small beef because I saw this on Facebook. Somebody said, hey, look, because, you know, we've, we've seen it all with the season. You know, season's wrapped up. And I've seen this all over social media. Hey, look, we did better than a lot of the, you know, experts predicted us to be. You know, we won seven games. That's a, that's a step in the right direction. This was a rebuilding year. If you really thought we were going to the playoffs this year, then you're just – you know, that was just really unrealistic. Blah, blah, blah. Number one, that wasn't unrealistic because we were six and four. Okay. We were six and four with with the Broncos, the Jags, the Titans, the Chargers, all with losing records on our schedule. All right. So there was a real path to the playoffs about two thirds of the way through the season. Okay. Um, do you have a point that we overachieved this year? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, do we do better than last year? Sure. But here's what I have a beef with. Then they proceeded to say, look, it's going to be a rebuilding year. It was a rebuilding year last year. Everybody knew that. And this year is going to be a rebuilding year. What? What are you talking about? This year. So 2020, they are already writing off 2020. Don't get your hopes up. Because it's a rebuilding year this year as well. 2020 is a rebuilding year for the Raiders. Stop it. Stop that nonsense. That's ridiculous. I've got four teams off of the top of my head. The 49ers, the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Texans all turned their seasons around, turned their teams around within two to three seasons. Why does it take Oakland 17 years? We're going on 18 now. So it'll be 18 years that, hey, don't I hear this? I've heard the same dumb pitch that, hey, look, it's a rebuilding year. Look, we won four games. That's actually pretty darn good. Next year, hey, we won five games. Look, everybody knew it was a rebuilding year. That's pretty good. And I just, I don't understand this mindset. Other teams, look at the Titans. Titans were dead in the water. Look at the Steelers this year. The Steelers were dead in the water. They're, they're, they're calling up, they're duck calling up a quarterback from the third row. I see what you did there. Yeah, you like that? And, and all these other teams are able to turn their seasons around, turn their teams around within two to three seasons. The 49ers, how many how many wins did the 49ers have last year? Four? Five? Something no, like they that? they were the number one overall pick, so I think they had like three or four is all. Three, three or four. And now they're a legit Super Bowl contender in one season in one season okay maybe two maybe but two seasons Carr has been here for now seven years 
and we're still a rebuilding team? Stop it. Stop it. We're already writing off the 2020 season as, hey, don't get your hopes up. It's still a rebuilding year. That's baloney. And that's bull hockey, in my opinion. And if you think that way, then you deserve a losing franchise. If you think that way, if you do not demand excellence, because isn't that what we're committed to, Raider Nation? Allegedly. Are we supposed to be committed to excellence? Then, look, I understand a rebuilding year with a new quarterback. I understand a rebuilding year with new offensive, defensive coordinators, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. But this will be year number three with Carr with the same play caller, with the same offensive coordinator, with everything set in place. It needs to be, in 2020, in my opinion, it needs to be playoffs at minimum for this team. It needs to be, no, I'd go one step further. It needs to be a playoff win for this team minimum. And I and I think that's a minimum for Carr to keep his job as well. I think the Raiders not only need to get to the playoffs in 2020, but win a game for me to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm fine with the status quo. Everything's fine here. Keep Carr, keep everything intact. Let's keep pushing forward. Let's let's keep getting more, you know, we got another good draft coming up. We're we're gangbusters in the draft. We won 10 games this year. Carr finally got that playoff win. All right, things are looking up. Let's keep going. That's my standard for 2020. Playoffs and a playoff win at minimum. But if you have this mindset, we we have bit we're 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 one small bitty pinky toe into 2020 and we're already like, "Oh, well, remember, don't get your hopes up. It's it, it, this is still a rebuilding year." No, it's not. No, it's not. It's time it, the Raiders it, it's the time is now. The time is now for the Raiders, and if it's not now, then it's never. And it's time to shake things back up again because I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of our fan Are we base even and mediocre? People. Well, seven and nine is mediocre. Okay, yeah, I'm but tired. For the past seventeen years, if we even if we look at Carr's record, right? What was okay. it? 30, 33 and fifty-five or something? Some sizable. Right. Is right. that mediocre? Is that even mediocre? Right. Why? That's not, why even, that's not even close to five. That's twenty, almost. That's twenty-two games off of five hundred. For crying I, out loud, that's two seasons worth of games. Yep, and and I don't understand the the mindset of Raider Nation because there is a there is a section of Raider there's a portion of Raider Nation out there that is okay with this, and I don't understand that. I don't understand how you could be okay with that. How you could be okay with four wins, with six wins, with seven wins, and, and and still like look ahead and instead of being like, okay, we built on last year, now this next year, man, we need to be winning like nine, ten, eleven games. We need to get a playoff win because, man, Carr is on his seventh season. It, the times now, not having that attitude. I don't want my coaches to have that attitude. If John Gruden had that attitude that was like, hey, hey, Raider Nation, he gets up in front of the podium and he says, all right, Raider Nation, just, uh, you know, be with, you know, bear with us. Understand that, uh, you know, 2020 is going to be a rebuilding year as well. And, uh, you know, we're going to be putting this thing together. You would not want to hear that from your coach. Do you want to hear that from somebody that you're trying to put your faith in that's supposed to be bringing championships into town? That we've barely started the year. We haven't even started the offseason yet. And he's already making excuses for, well, we're, why we might not be good that year. You don't want a coach like that, okay? So don't be a fan like that. Don't be a fan like that. We need to have a championship mindset and a commitment to excellence. 
It's playoffs and a playoff win or bust, in my opinion, for 2020. I'm done. I'm done with that rant. That's just stuck in my craw for a long time. So, anyway. Glad you could get it out. Whew! Okay. Do you guys have anything to add? No, I think it's very true. I think we, like, people that like, you know, the win-lose-tie Raider Nation-till-I-die moniker, that needs to die because I'm tired of losing. I really am. Like, when do I – it doesn't really matter what us fans think because we're never going to make the decisions for the franchise – but I do get sick and tired of losing, and I do get sick and tired of being laughing stock. And if you're okay with that, then like it's just it, it must not be a sports thing. It must be like more of a lifestyle thing, uh, where you're like, you know, win, lose, or tie. I hate losing, and I hate tying. I like to win, so right. it must be like a lifestyle, or you know, just. I don't know what it is because I hate losing and I'd really like to win something in my lifetime, at least not be putrid for another 17 year stretch, 18 year stretch. It's just, it gets on my nerves sometimes and people can do what they want. They can fan however they want. I fan how I want. I just hate losing. That's what I'm tired of. Right. And I don't understand other fans that are okay with that. I, I don't get that mindset that are okay with this, like losing mentality and this, this, this like, Oh, you know what? It, you know, we'll get them next year. Like that doesn't, you're never going to get better. If that's always like your mentality, you, you've got this mindset of, well, you know, we tried really hard this year. Like this isn't a third grade football team, you know, where nobody keeps score and you play Saturday morning, you know, this is the NFL with people paying millions of dollars. I'm paying hundreds of dollars for tickets and paraphernalia and and booking out my Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays to watch this team play. Uh, so so I I don't I, I have a commitment to excellence and and I don't understand other fans that are that don't have that same commitment to excellence. I don't understand that. And to me, that's that's the epitome of fair weather fandomness. Like, it's like, look, I, I don't really care. Like you said, Tyler, win, lose, or tie, it, it's like a lifestyle. It's like, I, you know, win, lose, or tie. But in my life, I don't like losing. And if I lose in life, I figure out a way to turn the ship around fast and get on the right track and start winning. I don't like to lose. So let's, let's uh, like, apply that to your life, and let's apply it to the Raiders as well, baby. Let's just, just start winning, baby. That's all I got to say. Anyhow, now I'm done. Guys, okay, so so I mentioned it, Birch. In your opinion, what's going to make 2020 a success? What's the minimum for a successful season for you in 2020 for the Raiders? I think you hit it right on the head. I mean, you got a, a playoff and a playoff win. I mean, Derek Carr, basically, he's made it to the playoff once. He would have played in that game. Who knows what would have been if we the outcome would have been different against the Texans that year in 2016. But I think, yeah, this is like a measuring stick here. I mean, if he can't get us to the playoffs and get a win, he's got to go. Like, we just can't keep – can't keep – I mean, you quit beating a dead horse. Like, I mean, you got to – something's got to change. But I think, like you said, that's probably, for me, especially going into Vegas, I mean, 
you looked at the, I mean, the hockey team, they went to the Stanley Cup finals their first year. Their high expectations are going to be high in Vegas. They're, they're going to want to, they're going to want to see, see the team succeed. And I mean, if you're not even going to sniff the playoffs, if you're going to put out, I mean, that putrid results on the field, then you're going to get run out of town. Yep. Yep. Tyler, what is your, what, what do you expect out of this season? What do you need for it to be a success in your, in your mind? I think, I think at least getting to the playoffs, maybe not a win, but at least getting there. Okay. Is, is needed. Yeah. I like it. So uh, we're all in agreement that it's playoffs or bust this year. If there's no playoffs, then it's time to shake things up. And when I say they, when I think shake things up, I think basically time for car to go, time for car to go, and it's time to uh, uh, I don't know, maybe even evaluate where Gruden's at at that point. I don't know, depending on how badly the season goes. You know, you win out, you only win another six or seven games. You know, then I think that there might be some major changeups that need to be done, um, not just car. Uh, anywho, anywho. All right, guys. If you have nothing else, I have the question of the week, a topic that rarely, if ever, has anything to do with football. If we're, re- are you gentlemen ready I, for this? I, I've got, I've got something. We're gonna play oh. a little game. Oh, oh boy! Oh, it's called sign up. It's called sign them or pine them. Uh oh. Woo! I don't want, I don't want any explanation. It's a simple sign. Or a simple pine sign is we re-sign said player pine them. You get it. They're headed right. to the. They're headed to once a raider, always a raider, Graveland. Right? Okay. I love it. Here's the here's the first one. Micah, you get to go first. All right. Daryl Worley, sign him or pine him. Oh, sign him. Better not pine him. If you pine I, him, I'm gonna throw a, a royal fist. I said I said no explanations. Birch? Oh, sorry. Sign him or pine him. Pine him. Oh! oh my pine him. Here's another good one. Nevin Lawson. Sign him or pine him. Birch. Pine. Pine. Two pines. Carl Joseph. Micah, sign or pine? Oh, this is tough. I'm trying to think of our team as a whole. Sign. Birch? Sign. Ooh, a double sign. I, I'm I'm on the sign one as well. Um, I don't even know if I should ask this, but I'm going to. Vontaze, perfect. Birch, sign or pine? Pine. Micah? <laughs> Oh, that's tough because there's so many things that could happen in the offseason. Um, you know, yeah, I, I pine. I go pine as well. Pine. Okay. I'm not uh, – Mike Glennon don't really care about. We just signed <laughs> – Mike <laughs> Nick Glennon. Yes. We just signed Denzel Good, and we have also Good. signed uh, Richie Incognito. Yeah. So that brings me to Benson Mayoa. Micah, sign or pine? Benson sign. Mayo. Birch. Sign. Ooh, very good. Um, what about Josh Morrow, the, the defensive end? Birch, sign or pine? Pine, better options. 
Micah? Oh, that's tough. If the status quo stays as it is on the team, I'm going to go sign. We need depth. Okay, I like that. I can see both sides of that. Um, Isaiah Crowell, remember he signed with us and then never played because he <laughs> tore his ACL? That's right. I'm just going to say pine on that one. Curtis Riley, the free safety who took out our only good <laughs> cornerback, I might add, in Trayvon Mullen. Micah, sign or pine? Uh, you know, I voted to keep the bearded man in the first signer pine, so I'm going to pine Curtis okay. Riley. Pine. Okay. Will Compton, the linebacker. Birch? Sign. sign Ooh. Micah? Depth uh, sign. Yeah, same with me, depth signing. Okay, I like it. Keelan Doss. Micah, oh, sign or pine? Is this even a question? Yeah, why would you question the savior of our offense, Tyler? Um, I'm going to pine, Doss. Ooh. Birch. Sign. Ooh. Oh, get out of town. Get I like, out of here. I like this one. Uh, and I, will, I would sign this player, David Sharp. Yeah, definitely Tackle. sign. Sign. Sign is the next one, Brandon Parker Pine. <laughs> yes. Amen. <laughs> Can we hit him with a naughty pine? Parker. Um, about the only other one that Trent Sieg is a long snapper. I'd sign him. Um uh Nick Morrow. Oh, Nicholas Morrow? He's a restricted free agent, so we don't really have to do anything with him. The only other unrestricted free agent is Dion Jordan. Sign or pine Dion Jordan. Yeah, I'd sign. Sign. Yeah, I would sign him as well. Definitely. So that is. Thus concludes sign him or pine him. I got to go take care of a child. I'll be right back. Hey, I need to defend myself on Daryl Worley. I'm I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, yes, he had some great plays, but also he got smoked a couple times. So yeah, he did. He did. I didn't know. I, it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction, but I do like Daryl Worley. Yeah, and the reason I wanted to sign Worley, because I, I wanted to come back to this as well, is that if nothing changes, we're going to need, like, we need some cornerback help. And so yes. I feel like Daryl Worley, like, uh, who else who, who else do we have, right? So we have uh, 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 Trayvon Mullen, I think, is going to command one side of the field at some point. Um so you may as well have Worley on the other or, you know, yeah. so that's that's why I picked Worley. All right. While Tyler steps away from the mic for just a brief momentum um, and takes care of children. Birch, we're going to get to the question of the week, which has nothing to do with football. Excuse me. Now I have hiccups. Most overrated. Now, this question, let me back up. In honor of New Year's and ringing in the new decade, give me the most overrated New Year's resolution that people make. The most overrated New Year's resolution. Do you have one? Absolutely. Easy. This is an easy question. It's the same every year for every person. The gyms are jam-packed right now. It's the (laughs) I'm going to exercise every day goal. 
people pay hundreds of dollars and then they just uh for whatever reason they don't i mean they just they're they're fine with mediocrity in their life <laughs> just like the raiders <laughs> i mean they they go yeah they're gung ho first week gyms packed all day every day and then you know slowly starts to trickle down people start getting weeded out only the strong survives. And then by the end of January. <laughs> yeah, it's toast. That's an easy question. Yes. <laughs> mine mine is in the same kind of the same line. Um, everybody every year is like, I'm going to start eating better. Yeah, baloney with that. To heck with eating better. You know what? You only live once. I'm going to enjoy all the delicacies that are out there. Now, are you stuffing your face with like too much food? Okay, if you're a glutton, then okay, maybe like... Okay, sure. But like, like, oh, I'm not going to have any like, you know, fatty foods anymore. I'm going to cut out the trans fat, bro. Um, you know, get out of here. You know, you might be able to live a little bit longer, but it's like somebody made a great analogy about eating food. Look, I'm going to be the, the, the life is life is a carnival. Okay, gentlemen, life is a carnival. We're all here and I want to be here and I want to be able to enjoy all the rides. You're going to say, no, 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 I'm not going to enjoy the rides. I'm going to just be here for the sights and the sounds, and I'm going to be here longer than you are. Then what's the point of going to the carnival? What's the point? So what? You're here longer than I am, but you're not going to be able to enjoy any of what the carnival has to offer. I'm telling you right now, good food is what life has to offer, and I'm going to enjoy it. I might not live 15 years as longer than the next person, but by golly, I enjoyed the carnival while I was here. And so <laughs> I'm going to enjoy the carnival while I'm here. I am going, I don't care what I eat. Okay. I kind of care what I eat, but I've never made a new year's resolution where I was like, Oh, you know, this year, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to st really start, uh, you know, watching the trans fats or I'm going to really start watching, uh, you know, whatever this, this, my sodium intake this year, I'm going to start cutting out red meat. You know, I'm going to start eating more fish, more chicken, you know, get out of here with that. You know, give me a big, fat, juicy steak, medium, medium rare. Give it with a big dollop of butter on top, melting, a little salt and pepper, maybe your favorite type of steak sauce on the side, sizzling on a platter, maybe throw a baked potato on the side there. Give it give it all to me, man, and I'm going to enjoy it. So anyway, that's Tyler has now rejoined us. Tyler, we're talking about the most overrated New Year's resolution. Do you have one for us? It's got to be losing weight. Yes. Like, yes. that's what every, or working out, like, everybody does that. All the kale, all the celery, yeah. all the lettuce, it's all gone at the beginning of the year. But then in about a month, guess what's right back on the shelves? Kale and salad <laughs> and lettuce, and all those disgusting things. They're all back. So you know, speaking... actually last year, that was my New Year's resolution was to lose weight, and I did. Now I've got to get back to where I like I gained like five or six pounds back. So my goal is to get that off um, and maybe a little bit more, but in a healthy way. Like I, I'm not just going to go out and do a whole bunch of like – kale shakes or crap right. like that so. right i'm gonna start injecting kale into my veins and uh, yes. feeding myself that you know the only good thing that i've ever had kale in was <laughs> and this is gonna be terrible but at olive garden the zupa toscana 
Yep. Uh, they put bits of kale in that. That is the only place that kale belongs. And kale it's more chips of... are good. Oh, are they really? I, I haven't it ventured that It depends on the brand. Some of them are gross, but some are good. Okay, okay. Well, kale chips might might end up on the menu. But I have not for 2020 said, I'm going to stop drinking soda. I'm going to stop eating potato chips. I'm going to stop taking, like, okay, everything in moderation, right? Like, that's my only resolution. But that should just be a life resolution. You shouldn't stuff your fat face with a bunch of unhealthy food. But you should be able to go out and enjoy food. So I'm going to just start shaming people from now on. If they're like, you know, I'm going to start... You know, I need to get to a healthier weight. I'm going to be like, shame on you for letting yourself go. Now it's turned into a New Year's resolution. It's come too far. It's come too far if it's a New Year's resolution now. Shame, shame, shame that you let it go this far. Something as important as your health. No, I'm not really going to do that. But anywho. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> anywho. All right. Gentlemen. Anything else before we put a bow on this podcast? You guys have anything else insightful for Raider Nation? I don't think Mayock's going anywhere. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> what? I don't, who started that? What? I don't know, but it was going that? around. My gosh. You know what? You know, you could tell it's the off season <laughs> when just a bunch of baloney like that starts popping up. You know, Mayock, uh, I don't know. He might have gotten his feelings hurt. Uh, with the whole John Gruden A.B. thing, he's not an adult. You know, we're in kindergarten still. They might not eat at the same table anymore. You know, he stole his crayons. So uh, I think the relationship between Gruden and Mayock might be a little fractured. I noticed they won't uh, swing on the swing set next to each other anymore. They you know, have sleepovers it. at each other's houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop it. These are grown men. These are grown <laughs> men working a grown job. A job that that very few will ever work in their lifetime. A, a handful. Okay, I think these people got to these positions because they knew how to work with different types of people. Okay, I don't think you become the GM of a of a of a of a football team or a coach of a football team and you go, oh, you know, I'm just not a very good people person. Oh, I hope they don't rub me the wrong way, or else, you know, I, you know, I don't know if my relationship's that great. Like you're you're in the we're really in the wrong industry if you don't know how to work with different types of people, because you literally have to command 52 people on any given Saturday or Sunday. Uh, and you better darn well hope that they can deal with different types of personalities or else, you know, you're going to end up like a U of I here in Idaho and you're going to have a terrible football team year in, year out. So, <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. I had to get that in. Apologize to any uh, U of I listeners out there. Uh, not really, but as a fan, uh, uh, shots fired. Consider yourself, consider a, a warning shot fired across your bow. Anywho. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. Mayock, Gruden are fine. Uh, th- that's dumb. It's the off season. But so we got to, we got to, they got to start, you know, these, the beat writers got to start pumping out articles, right? Got to have something to write about. Got to have the something in the rumor mill to chew on and get everybody to click on. So then uh, you can stay relevant till about April and then from April till about middle of August. So anywho. Raider Nation, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time. Raider Nation, we will see you in the next episode. Just win, baby. 